You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in H-Town and Texans fans all over the globe. This is Locked On Texans Podcast, only on the Locked On Podcast Network. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, and guess who's back? Back again. John, some sports guy. Hey, listen, uh, let's not say guess who's back. I mean, I just wasn't on yesterday's show, but I, you know, we both did our solo shows for the week, which is fun. You know, we need those times where we can kind of just vent speak to the listeners with some one-on-one time, just like it's um, back in the day, I guess. But I am back, and you know you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, Spotify, and, of course, listen, guys, you can argue that sports.com. Again, that's you can argue that sports.com, the brand-new updated sports publication for the Houston area and surrounding locations. We're really trying to expand throughout the country where this show is automatically updated as soon as it is dropped. Go ahead and support us, please. Cody, Friday, you know, in a couple of days, we got the Chiefs. We're going to Arrowhead. We have to really be, what's the word I'm looking for? Just prepared for everything the Chiefs can throw at us. And then on top of that, just going to that game in full preparedness step mode because, I mean, listen, I know it's not a small task. It is a tough task. But if we beat these Kansas City Chiefs, we go to the AFC conference game, which will be the first time in Texans history. Why not? What did Watson say? Why not us? Why not us? Yeah. Why not? Why not us be great? In this episode, we're going to give you guys our final prediction since we haven't done that yet because this has been a, a really a really challenging game to see, you know, one, one, not only who's going to come on top, but which way the Texans can actually win this game. So uh, we're going to give you guys our final predictions, and we also going to – John, you have questions on Twitter. Am I correct? Oh, man, Twitter was fun today. I, I... – I'm, I just love having the fun and the interaction with Twitter. Twitter was fun today. Uh, and by the way, I believe we should name this episode, along with this game, The Bears Could Have Been Bold. <laughs> what The Bears Could Have Been Bold. I think that's an appropriate name, not only for the episode, but just for this game. Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson was both passed upon. For Mitchell Trubisky, who some fans don't even know he's going to be the starting quarterback next season. But, yes, we're going to definitely talk about throughout the show just the final to-dos and to-don'ts, of course. And we're going to, you know, give our predictions, what we think will happen in this game, the outcome, with the score, and some Twitter interaction. So it's fun Fridays, fan Fridays. We're going to just wrap up the week with an exciting show. On Thursday – I mentioned that Travis Kelsey was placed on the injury report 
ahead of Sunday's matchup against the Houston Texans. And I talked about how if Kelsey is 50% or less playing against the Texans, that might be a good sign for the Houston Texans. Not, not rooting for anyone to be injured if Travis Kelsey is not the guy that has made him the best tight end in the league. You know, you can you can possibly put a little bit more focus on Tyreek Hill. So, John, Travis Kelsey practiced again on Thursday, but just like on Wednesday, he was limited in practice. So let me just ask you, since you didn't get a chance to talk about your opinion or of what you think Travis Kelsey injury could mean to the Houston Texans, let me just hear what you got to say. Oh, that'll be tremendous if we can get a slow down version of what Travis Kelsey is. But not because of just a simple fact of what uh, Mahomes can do with Kelsey, but we really do not have anybody to combat that right now. As we know, Gibson is out. He's on IR, and Gibson is our big, strong tight end. The very first time these two teams met up, Travis Kelsey – I'm not sorry, Gibson is our big, strong uh, safety who covers our tight ends. And the very first time these two teams met up, Travis Kelsey was held to four catches for 58 yards. And – that's one of Kelsey's lowest inputs in this entire year. I mean, he's been held to 40 yards once, uh, roughly about 40 yards once. But when we look over the course of this entire season, the 44 yards that he was held to in Denver and the 58 yards he was held to in Houston and then the 28 yards at the end of the season against the L.A. Chargers for three catches. But those two games, I'm not going to count the, the Chargers game, but the 58 and the 44, those two games, of what Travis Kelsey, that was also one of those games where he was just knocked off a little bit. But when he played in Houston, those four catches for 58 yards was tremendous because you, we took out a, another weapon for Patrick Mahomes, who granted at the time was hobbled, wasn't 100% himself. But I'm looking at the fact that, and considering, yes, we can put Jaheel or die on him uh, to you know try to slow him down, but Gibson's absence that hurts playing against this team with this tight end. So if he's going to be half percent, 50%, 60%, I think that's a win for the Texans. I think that's a win they'll be able to exploit. And if he's not, you know, able to come off cuts full speed, then maybe they can dial up different defensive plays to kind of throw that offense out, get to the quarterback a little bit faster, knock him off his game as well. Yes, and and once again, ladies and gentlemen, we are no way, shape, or form, you know, rooting for an injury. It's like I said on yesterday's show, if I could have my way, injuries and sports would never be a thing. But unfortunately, it is the reality of of the situation. Yeah, it most definitely could, especially the Chiefs as an offense. They average 8.1 passing yards per play. We already know that they are pretty much a one-dimensional team as they do not run the ball that well. You know, they're averaging around 98 rushing yards per game. They convert damn good on third downs at 47.5%. Uh, and, and we just know that the weapons that they have is, is already too much without a full Kelsey. Watkins, Hartman, and I even mentioned Tyreek Hill. They also have Robinson. So when you throw in Kelsey in that mix, it takes a lot out of a defense when you have to guard these guys constantly and they're still one of the best third down conversion teams. So they give themselves more opportunities than not to go out there and score whether it's three or seven. 
Now, one aspect of this team that really concerns me the most is not how much they do on offense, how much they score on offense, which is around 28 points per game. It's just how great their defense have been playing as of late. And I also got a rebuttal on Twitter, a fun rebuttal uh, from my, my man, M. Woods. We'll get into a little bit more. We'll get into a little bit more of that conversation uh, towards the end of the, of the show. But he, he mentioned that I brought up the fact that, you know, they're only allowing 11 and a half points per game, even to those bad offenses. But he wanted to emphasize that they hadn't played the greatest offense, but they took their points per game average down by almost two scores. And yes, Mr. Woods, you're right. You're absolutely right. You know, he mentioned how the Raiders were scoring better than what they were. And then they played the Chiefs. The Broncos were averaging, I believe, what do you, what do you say, around um, 70, 17 and a half. He mentioned how when they played the Patriots, the team that was averaging 25 and a half around there, they only gave up 16, played the Chargers. They averaged 21, only gave up 19. Oakland averages 19, they only gave up nine. So they, they mentioned the fact that, yes, we're not playing still at offenses, but our defense is still taking away points that they would normally score. And I get it. And that's the thing that concerns me with this Chiefs team, especially since week 10. Ty Matthew has been playing out of his mind. Right now, it's starting to look like Brian Gain did a terrible job of not bringing him back. Though I do believe Gibson was the right move for this offense because how great he can cover tight ends. But he earned his all-pro spot. You know, Kendall Fuller has been playing out of his mind and Chris Jones, Frank Clark, those guys. So the defense has really made this Chiefs team scarier than what they were. Yes, we know they were going to be able to score 28 points, 29 points, but the problem was they're going to give up 30, you know? So now that they are eliminating those uh, shootout games and they're taking away teams' offense and taking away what they're doing the best, and knocking down boys, knocking teams down in their score points per game, and just really punching teams in the mouth. This is what makes this team a championship-built team. And I'm glad that you mentioned um, Honey Badger because, listen, he was a disappointment last year in Houston. But it's not really Brian Gaines' fault of letting him walk. I know it might look like that just looking at the season that he has had. I mean, Yes, in Kansas City, we have seen the player we thought we was getting right here in Houston, but I don't know, maybe it was the defensive schemes that Romeo Cannell was running. I don't know, but I'm not going to go that far to say Brian Gang made a mistake of letting him walk because Tyron Matthew did not live up to the high expectation everyone was really excited for when we first signed him. I'm not saying that Gang made a mistake at all. I mean, you brought in Gibson and look at our schedule this year. It started off with the Saint, they, Saints. They have Jared Cook. Chargers have Hunter Henry. The Falcons has Austin Hooper. The Chiefs have um, Travis Kelsey. And so, and nobody expected Waller in Oakland to be where Waller is. He's having a phenomenal season. The Ravens have Andrews, Hurst, and Boyle. So I think for what this defense wanted, I think Gibson is the perfect fit compared to what uh, Honey Badger was. Honey Badger had issues covering tight ends as to where Gibson, he is great covering tight ends, which is why I hate that he's out, you know, moving forward. And then, you know, we have to play Travis Kelsey. 
I will say that whatever it is Spag is doing is just working better for Tyron Matthew, and I am happy for him. I mean, he's earned every accolade he's deserved this year. And I, I'm happy for him. Um, but, you know, I, I, I just think that the combination of how great he's been playing, especially as of late, Fuller, Raglan, Jones, Clark, I mean, this defense has been living up past to the expectation, knocking teams down for what they're normally doing. So that's what makes this team uh, going into Sunday's matchup more scarier than what they've been last year. So, of course, you guys know Fridays are normally the days and the shows where we reserve, at least as of right now throughout the season, where we reserve, you know, to have some fan interaction. And I, I, let me not say fans. I hate saying fans. Just listener interaction on Twitter. Today was actually a great show. And during the offseason, we'll make this a little bit more prominent, more of a daily thing at some point, a couple of days out the week where we can bring guys on. But uh, we will have some Twitter interaction updates before we get out of here. But the predictions for Sunday's game. Cody, I don't know if you want to go first. You want to let me go first? How are we going to rock this out? So before I, I give my predictions, I got to lay everything out on the line, right? We still don't know what's going on with Will Fuller and that growing. That injury, his status is still questionable, up in the air, a mystery. Um, let's look at the injury report before I even go further in depth of what could possibly happen in my prediction. The Houston Texans, as of yesterday, Jacob Martin, Jalila Dye, Jordan Atkins, who was out, Will Fuller, Jonathan Joseph, A.J. Moore, Kenny Stills, J.J. Watt, um, were all listed, limited practice. Another thing is, um, Watt doesn't know how much he'll play come Sunday. We, we all know that Watt tore his pictorial in week eight, not going to beat that drum. Um, and he did not play a full game in the wild card game. However, he ended up playing 61% of the snaps and started the game as a situational pass rusher. He racked up one sack, two quarterback hits, despite the limited snaps. So, we don't know what's, what's going to happen with Watt, how effective he will be on the field and how much he'll even be on the field. That's a, that's something we have to take into accountability. Um, and all of those factors play a part into what Texan team we get, right? Am I, am I lying? No, I'm not. It's just, that's just that's what it is. Also, I don't know how many tackles they're going to miss Sunday. I counted at least between 15 and 18 missed tackles in the wild card game. This is not a team that you can miss tackles on. You miss a tackle on Tyreek Hill and all you're seeing is number 10. He's chunking the deuce. He's gone. I mean, he's out. He's, he is gone. With that being said, of course, I have to pick my prediction for Saturday's Sunday's game rather. With all of these factors playing into this game. I, I I really don't see the Texans winning this game. I hate to say it. I, I really do. But I think a fair score would actually be a flip from what it was the last time these two teams played, just with a different outcome. I'm going to go 31-24 Kansas City Chiefs. I think that if Will Fuller plays, then, of course, I'll tweet out a different score, different prediction. I think Watson is going to do a little bit more of demanding 
to take off. And what, what I mean by that is he's not going to come out sleep. He's not going to come out dry. He's not going to come out slow. I think he'll be more energetic. I think he – and in a play, you'll have shown his play. I think he'll be more ready and focused but relaxed and loose a little bit to where he can actually go out and be himself, not focus on uh, trying to fit too much into what the play call is or whatever. I think if he goes out and plays like that, the Texans have a better chance of winning this game, and we'll see what's going on with Will Fuller. But I'm going to go 31-24, the Kansas City Chiefs. I've been going back and forth on this, but I truly believe that injuries are going to play a big factor in this game. You take a look at Travis Kelsey. He's on the injury report. And, um, you know, don't want to keep harping on this, but if he is limited to what he can do on the field, that takes away a big part. But at the same time, that team off of 6'10 and Kirby knows that pain all too familiar. Dealing with Will Fuller. I'm on the verge of saying Will Fuller will play. I, I, I don't see him. If Listen, if he missed Sunday's game, it, it's really time to trade him, with, without a doubt. Well, uh, they can just not re-sign him. Well, they may find him, maybe. Eh, I mean, that's an option. That's something we can look at in the offseason uh, whenever it comes. That may be an option. We'll see. But I'm on the verge. It's, it's time to ship Will Fuller off. And I hate to say that because he is my third favorite Houston Texan on this team. But with all being said, if not injuries, the Texans secondary are really going to play a huge role in, into this. So I'm going to go. Will Fuller's going to play. And even if he's not 100%, I believe his presence on the field will be able to change the momentum for the Houston Texans. So my prediction is based off of Will Fuller is playing. I'm going to go with Houston Texans, 30, Kansas City Chiefs, 27. The Texans will kick a field goal in order to win and advance to their first ever AFC championship game. I do not think neither one of these teams are going to have a blowout. Um, I believe they're going to play each other really, really hard, and that's my prediction. I guess we'll see. And uh, I mean, and I've been on record by saying I don't believe this team should be handicapped by Will Fuller. But I, I just, I'm tired, and I'm not using, in a sense I am, but I'm not going to use the fact that if he's on and off the field, then again I am, because I just know the difference Will Fuller brings to this um, to this offense, but uh, if he's on the field, then I, I believe it'll make a difference. The last time Will Fuller played against the Chiefs earlier this year, he dropped three touchdowns. So uh, hopefully if he plays, he can redeem himself and put those 21 points back on the board. And of course, I really just want Deshaun Watson to go out there and just kind of just play relaxing. Play like this is a national title game. Just kind of reckless abandonment. You know, just go out there and sling it. Use your legs. Do you guys know Deshaun Watson ran for 1,000 yards in one season in college? He has the legs. This is a part of his game. I just want I just want him to use it. But 
We'll see come Sunday. Uh, the Texans are having a watch party at so for some of you guys, I mean at the Rustic Bar, which is downtown. A very awesome bar, by the way. Uh, great food, great atmosphere. I've been once. Uh, I may actually end up going downtown to the Rustic to watch the game Sunday. Who knows? We will see. But time for some Twitter talk from the listeners. Earlier today, I asked for Friday's show, what questions do you have? Let's get cooking early. Very first question I got was from my man, Evan Phillips, young and educated on Twitter. Despite Will Fuller coming back, do the Texans need to focus on running going into this KC, uh, going into the KC this weekend? I always think the Texans are going to focus on running. That's their MO since 2001, especially since Gary Kubiak came and laid their groundwork for that zone run. Um, however, so I will, I'm going to say yes, I do believe that that's going to be a part of a focus in order to slow down this offense, keep them off the field as long as they are, are running the ball with, with purpose, you know, getting four to five yards per pop, making those extra downs easier to get to the first down and goal line. I will say that I think Duke Johnson needs to be more of a focal point in the run game this week compared to Carlos Hyde. Uh, outside of if you're in the red zone, then Carlos Hyde becomes your, you know, your dog running back, get those those hard carries. Outside of that, I think uh, Johnson is is he's shiftier. He can do a lot more in space when he gets the ball, and he ran the ball very good in the AFC wildcard game. You know, he averaged 10 yards per carry. And he only got three carries. I wish he would have got more carries, but I know at some point they were playing from behind. So I definitely think that'll be a part of their focus, Cody. Yeah, and I agree with you. You know that that their front seven has really been playing uh, fairly well over the last couple of games, most likely the six-game winning streak that they've been on. But at the end of the day, Carlos High had an awesome game the last time we faced him. And I truly believe that that can really be a possibility. So without a doubt, within that first quarter, within that first half, run the football. Run the football. Uh, Don't – Here's the thing. Don't just stick to the run. Don't come out predictable. If you come out predictable against Andy Reid, you lost the game. On the year, the Kansas City Chiefs have allowed 4.9 yards per carry. Yeah. I think if, if – now, of course, we know that the first 10 games, they were allowing, what, 140 on the, on the, on the ground? They've cleaned mm-hmm. it up knocked it down to what 95 so we know that they've improved their entire defense have improved especially their run game however they haven't played in a couple weeks you know are they buying into a lot of the hype that they're the super bowl favorite or they're going to play lamar jackson next week we don't know i still think you need to test a run out against this team and see if they were just playing bad run teams or if you can break something out of them that They've been trying to keep together on duct tape. We'll see uh, moving forward. The next thing, when I talked about my boy M. Woods on Twitter, he brought up the defense of the Kansas City Chiefs and how they've just been playing spectacular. But then we kind of got down to a little bit of the good stuff. I asked him, have you been in Texas? If so, whose barbecue was better, Kansas City or ours? He goes, ha-ha, I heard you talking about that. They're both good. I uh, have differences, but I'm a homer. KC barbecue all day, baby. Listen, Mr. Woods, 
I know you're just saying that because you have KC family and friends that follow you on Twitter. <laughs> and I'm sure you know that some KC family and friends are going to, and I know you, I, and I know some of your Kansas City friends and family members are going to listen to this show. But come on, let's be real. You're not, you're not touching us. We do this. We do this. Texas have had the best barbecue since we left the United States and then came back. Like when we came back to the United States after the succession, we said, listen, if y'all gonna have us part of this doggone country, we're gonna be the best at something. And barbecue is one of those we're gonna be the best at. You can come in third, because we know how Memphis gets down, but come on now. My man, the electrifying phenom, one of the my favorite follows. I mean, he always has fun. Uh, should our defense focus more on Mahomes or the receivers? Uh, Mr. Phenom, they kind of go hand in hand. I mean, listen, if you if you if you try to stop one receiver, Mahomes gonna find another one. That's how deadly he is. And I, I don't. I, you can try to stop Mahomes, but who has successfully so far with a uh, without a banged up defense? And then we know that we're missing players, and we don't know the with Jonathan Joseph, and we know Tyshawn Gibson is out, but I think if you want to stop more, the latter is trying to stop Mahomes, of course. Like, the receivers don't get the ball unless their quarterback puts it into their hands. So Mahomes is definitely more of the key that you want to stop. But, they, I mean, they go hand-in-hand, especially in this office. He then also adds thoughts on Walking Dead. Everybody knows now. I am the guy that likes shows. Cody on the, on the <clears throat> on the other hand, he watched what do we watch? Kobe highlights. My boy watched Kobe highlights since the basketball, the NBA. That's what he does. I like watching TV shows. I haven't got into Walking Dead. I tried a couple episodes, but it did not just uh, spark my interest. The only zombies I care about is the zombies on Thriller. That's what Cody does. Kobe <laughs> highlights, Michael Jackson highlights, and then writes about the Rockets, you know. Cause he's a rocket beat writer. Outside of that, I'm a boy ain't getting too much. You're not walking too many shows. Um, the last two also asked to give me some, um, some, some shows I should watch after breaking bad. I love our Texan followers. My man, sleepy love sleepy Lou too. He said, Ozark, listen, man, I'm already watching Ozark. I love those first two shows. I love Marty bird. I've come to love his wife. I've actually, I hated her at the, at the beginning of the show. She was such a little, ugh. Mm, I haven't talked mm, too mm. about her. But the son is where I'm really starting to turn up on. I, I like his son, and I can't remember her name off top, but the country wife of the drug owner uh, for the Ozark, uh, she, she, she's fearless. I mean, she's fearless. She, she, she doesn't give a damn. I love her as a character. And then they also brought up Peaky Blinders. Larry Jackson said Peaky Blinders. I don't know what that is, Larry, but I'll check it out and I will get back to you on that. See what Peaky Blinders is. Are you going to watch any of these shows? Um, I, I check them out. Where do you find them? Netflix? Hulu? What, what, Netflix. What? Oh. Netflix yeah, yeah. I check them out. I'm probably the only one who pays for Netflix faithfully every single month and rarely uses it. Wasting money. Don't tell your grandma that. Well, yeah, neither. Do something with it. Grandmas hate when you waste stuff. It doesn't matter if it's water, internet, something you're paying for and not using. Don't waste nothing. 
All right, well, listen, I mean, we've done all we can. It is now up to Bill O'Brien, the coaching staff, Deshaun Watson, number four, that, you know, Laramie Tunsil to not cause false starts, black his ass off. I really wish Titus Howard was in his game, but Fulton, Sharpen, you know, Chris Clark. It's up to the Texans now to get this job done. There's nothing more else we can say now. They got to go out there and they got to win on the field. I'm John, some sports guy. Hickman, follow me on Twitter, at some sports guy. If you talk crap before following me, I'm going to let you know to follow me first. <laughs> then we can go. Then we can go ahead and talk some crap together. Let's have fun, but follow me. Give me the follow. I'll follow back. Again, follow me on Twitter, at some sports guy with two Ys. Don't forget to check out youcanarguethatsports.com. And I'm Cody Davis. Please follow me on Twitter. At Cody Davis underscore 24. That's Cody C O T Y D A V I S underscore 24. Word from the wise. I'm not even going to do a word from the wise today. You know what, guys? Just have a great Friday, uh, a great weekend. Bulls on parade. We are the Bulls on parade with a party twist. Go, Texans. Go out there and win this game. Let's make it to an AFC title game. Peace. Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.